0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this latest episode of Tales, Tales from Outer, from Outer Space. Space, taken from the subreddit HFY. The links to all the stories will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider subscribing. Story number one Accepting Humans, written by Kuma 9, Encyclopedia Galactica. Transcribe to, uh, human English. Accepting humans. Accept humans, and the E symbol redirect here. For human exceptionalism, the philosophical belief in humans as uniquely significant in the universe, and anthropocentrism. Accepting humans is a qualifying phrase used to indicate that a statement is only true in the absence of humans, or that humans themselves are an exception to the statement. The phrase was first coined by the high technocrat Pon Varak in 3640 SGC and quickly embedded itself within the galactic standard language. Accepting humans is often shortened to the symbol such as E with a circle around it. For brevity, all species with the galactic fellowship adopted the sum variation of accepting humans into their communications by 3642 SGC and it continues to see usage in the current media. Origin. The phrase, accepting humans, is credited to the high technocrat Pon Varak of the United Terridge in the course of his work in the system of predictive psychosociology of all species of the Galactic Fellowship. Varak had undertaken the project to be the grand opus of his reign as the high technocrat. Vorak spent 45 cycles compiling the psychological and sociological profiles of his own tergy and another 98 Member Species of the Galactic Fellowship. These profiles were fed into a specialized AI that could then predict future behaviors for a given scenario. Preliminary testing of the resulting algorithm showed promise, scoring an average of 52% accuracy in predicting individuals' behavior, 92% accuracy regarding developments of a species' culture, and a 76% accuracy in predicting changes in the galactic relations. Having more comprehensive data regarding the scenario could improve the results even further in actual practice. The project was interrupted by the introductions of humans as the hundredth member species of the Galactic Fellowship in 3536 HGC, little less than a cycle before the planned publication of the project. However, Vorak was confident that he would need no more than an extra cycle to incorporate the humans into the predictive algorithms, this would prove to be overly optimistic, and Vorak would delay the publications of his project for an additional seven times before finally publishing his report in 3640 SGC. During those cycles, Warnack found his algorithms plummeting in accuracy whenever a single human was involved in events. Attempts to rectify the issue included using several human-supplied psychological profiles, having other species submit independent estimates on human behavior, and a complete rebuild of the algorithm's AI. Even so, the highest accuracy the algorithm could deliver was 7% accuracy prediction when humans were present in a scenario. Warak considered extending the project again, but could not, under the heavy political pressure, deliver his grand opus before the onset of Advanced Age. Vorak reluctantly published his findings of his project, which remains a scientific touchstone in outlining the possibilities and limits in predictive modeling. While the scientific community discussed the project's findings for future avenues of research, the report became famous to the general public for the rather unique first annotation presented by the paper. After the title was chosen for the Grand Opus of the High Technocrat, it may not be altered, this rule left Borak unable to amend his project to exclude humans, as they were a species of the fellowship at the time of publication. This meant that due to the high standards to clarify needed for the Tergy scientific writing, nearly every piece of usable data would need to include a direct clarification that humans were omitted from the proceedings. The result became known as Annotation 1 or Annotation E. 1. Accepting the human species from consideration, then the interest of concision and readability, this annotation will be repeated above all relevant statements that require the specification. Annotation 1 appears a total of 3,177 times in the original report, and helped foster the perception of humans as mysterious and volatile species as they began to establish themselves in the Galactic Fellowship. Humans were largely pleased with this reputation, and the term exceptional often carries connotations of superiority. Despite the praise from the scientific community, Vorak considered his grand opus a failure as the spread of humans throughout the galaxy meant that his system would never see practical use. Vorak would later become a second high technocrat to refuse to step down from his position after reaching advanced age. Warak's bitterness towards the humans and deteriorating mental health would lead directly to a declaration of war against humanity over the colony of Ytis Rev in the 3659 SGC. Warak even claimed to have secretly perfected his predictive algorithm over the previous cycles and claimed that the United Turkey held a 97% chance of total victory. While the proclamation raised the morale of his subjects, it was almost certainly either propaganda or one of Vorak's frequent delusions. Support by the Turgi populace while the conflict quickly diminished as the unmatched soldiery of the united Turkey suffered extreme casualties in skirmishes with the United Federation of nation's stellar navy. One cycle after declaring hostilities, Vorak would become the third high technocrat to be deposed while still holding office. Famously, a minor clause included the terms of the peace treaty required the armed forces of Turkey to be renamed Unmatched E, Solidarity of the United Turkey." Theories Even with the contributions by human psychologists and sociologists, the ability for humans to defy all predictive behavior models remains a serious obstacle in the field of study. Humans also continue to find themselves at the center of a majority of cultural and technological innovations since their inclusion in the Galactic Fellowship. While the exceptional nature of humans remains a staple of folk wisdom, experts from a wide range of disciplines have attempted to offer theories on why the trend exists, as what exactly identifies a human as exceptional tends to be subjective. Nearly every species has its own interpretation of how humans continue to surprise or subvert expectations. The most current and well-developed theory regarding E is put forward by the xenopsychologist Dies Without Wonder, having lived amongst the humans for 17th cycle. Dies Without Wonder concluded that the key to E lied within the human patterns of socialization rather than any inherent mystery of the human mind. Quote, Humans exist in a standard deviation bell curve, the same as any other species. In terms of temperament, they are actually very close to the galactic mean on a great many personality indexes. However, where individuals of most species attempt to move towards a happy medium of whatever social group that they are a part of, Humans will embrace whatever makes them stand out from the masses around them. They even have a term, counterculture, for those with an identity that revolves around opposing mainstream cultural norms. Humans make shifts in their behavior and self-image constantly, and as they move between social groups. I believe that humans will always be exceptional, as that's just how they want to be. Part of our fellowship, but distinguished within it. End of story number one. Story number 2 The Not-So-Death-Wilders, written by Chaparthing The human looked at me, big, expecting smile on its face and a plate of pastry covered in red sauce and a dangerously hot dairy product on the table. I crooked my head, looking at it with one eye and then the other, trying to understand what exactly the human was expecting to happen. We'd found the species on a nitrogen-rich mudball of a planet, and ever since we've uplifted them, they've been nothing but a headache over diplomatic incident after headache. I am not a major government official, quite the opposite, merely an interrogation agent whose superior has seen fit to punish me by way of assigning me permanently to the human file. So, you can understand why I'm frustrated." Anyways, for the past two months, I'd been dealing with the humans whose overly long names I haven't bothered to remember. My latest case file and I hadn't gone along well in our correspondence. It was clear things were ungood between us, and I suspected this a supposedly edible scalding hazard was an attempt at restoring car-human relations. I'm not sure why he did since I have a beak without molars and my body has no ability to digest dairy products and processed grains made the trip to the bathroom resemble an extinction-level event. What exactly is this? I asked bluntly, feathers ruffled under my administrative robes. The human spread out his lips to reveal a still, unnerving mouth full of teeth. Was he threatening me? It's pizza, it said with a loud and energetic way. My tertiary is nearly fully ruffled by now. Was everything the species did loud and otherwise as subtle as a supernova? Right, I muttered, vocal synthesizer on my throat prompting errors as I tried to figure out what tone to use. It was in a similar position. Pizza. It's good, the human assured me. My eyes picked up and down at the pizza and then at the human's face. This had to be a joke. "'I'm sure,' I said, pulling up several forms for the human to pull out. The human reached its unbearably hairy hand under the pizza and peeled the wedge off of it. It cupped the still-burning hot pastry with a steaming sauce and, without hesitation, opened its maw to bite down at the slice, its mouth opening and closing repeatedly as it fought to cope with the temperature of the food. "'Was this... was this some sort of pain-endurance ritual?' "'Hitch, wish, good,' he said through the molten ball of pastry and pain. The human was disturbingly hung up on me eating the pizza. Sighing, I rolled my eyes and pulled the piece of it off. I'd take a bite or two, admit to Pete, and then proceed with the paperwork so that I could go back to my home, where I'm sure my mate would be waiting to foist the chicks on me while she worked on her car-heck-yes fanfiction.' Balancing the haphazard food on my tannins, I took a bite with my beak, wincing as the scalding hot dairy and vegetable paste made contact. I retracted my tongue as far back as it would go and panted while a mass of oily pizza rolled around my beak, scalding whatever it touched. What possible purpose could such a torturous foodstuff have? When the glob of the beak cooled down enough, I gingerly tasted it. "'Aged and spiced meats, very fatty, not bad, "'some sweet-tasting vegetables for additional flavoring. "'My internal secretary noted the plant matter "'and scheduled a small delivery of digestive aids and supplements. "'I rolled the food around my mouth "'and made a show of swallowing it for the human. "'So?' the human asked, excitedly, leaning forward. "'I cleared my throat and took a long breath. "'It was awful,' I told it. I had a sheet digitized in front of the human and prepared to continue the interrogation process. Anyways, I'll need you to sign here and here and saying that you understand you'll have to apply for a Federation citizenship within five microcycles, otherwise... uh, The human interrupted me. What do you mean? It was awful. I mean, it was almost exclusively plant matter, and I find plant matter to be disgusting owing to me and my entire race being carnivores. Or do that facts that by you? Its lips folded back as I looked around, distraught. But it's pizza. Everyone likes pizza. I'm sure on Earth it's a hoot, but you're not on Earth anymore. Please sign here. I pushed the digitized sheet to the human, the pen floating in the human hand. I just... The human went quiet. Just what? I asked. I always imagined everyone would like pizza, muttered the human. Everyone always thinks they're so special, I muttered back. The human summoned its power of observation to realize that i had made a remark at him. This, combined with me having a gall to criticize the foodstuff of my species was not meant to eat, must have been the final stone because he stood up from his seat with his palms at his table. What exactly is your problem? he said angrily. I sighed and my internal secretary primed a panic signal for the office security. I leaned forward and crooked my head to one side so that I could be eye to eye with the human. My problem, human, is that you and every other race we uplift seems to think that you're the universe's gift to the galaxy. That seemed to hit a sore spot because the human backed away and looked at me slightly confused and angry. I wondered if that was the face of a human made when they started thinking. I bet you feel all for yourself with your superior technology and galaxy-spanning empire, but I came from Earth. The human declared triumphantly. I ruffled my feathers sarcastically. I'm sure it is characterful as you, I said. Now, if you could just sign this visa, and I can show you out. You probably don't know a first thing about Earth or humans, it continued. Oh boy, we're going to go there for a while. My internal secretary scheduled a chick-sitter app. While the human spoke, I downloaded the human entry on the Encyclopedia Galactica. After I made sure it wasn't rifled with errors, I cleared my throat and waited for the human to finish up. And we have lots of art and theater, and, uh, mean, like, we've fought a ton of walls and we're really passionate. I bet your race doesn't have a pack bonding like we do. Are you done? I asked. Well, I was going to bring up that I'm pretty sure that we're awesome lovers, but uh, I interrupted. "'Does yours vibrate?' "'I'm sorry, what?' "'Does yours vibrate?' "'It's a simple question, human,' I repeated. "'I mean, no, but, uh...' "'I leaned back in my chair. "'Then humans are not the greatest lovers in the galaxy,' I said. "'Anyways. "'Wait, does yours vibrate?' it asked. "'Look, I hate to break this to you, "'but I don't work here for the thrill of helping fresh "'off the monolith types like you. "'I don't have time to talk about whose bits do or don't vibrate.' I brought up a new folders on the human history and did a quick skim through the important centuries while the human was sitting down and finally signing the damn visa. That's, damn, that's a lot of wars, I said. The human looked up, perhaps more mention of war was enough for them to get excited. Who knew with the young races? We're really good at finding them, It said with pride and nodded slowly. And that's a good thing, I asked, genuinely curious of what sort of response I was going to get. The human noticed my apprehension at the mention of war. Oh yeah, I mean our high gravity and challenging weather means that we're built tough and strong. I've heard that we can punch clean through most races. Try me, human, I said bluntly, and more to the point I'm somewhat curious how dangerous you think your planet is. This lit the human right up. Oh man, I bet you've never seen something like Earth where you've got parts of the planet that can change from 30 degrees Celsius to negative 50. Ah... Yes, I nodded, the dreaded climate, I'm quivering in my puny Xeno booties. No, no, I mean like we have these tiny insects that can spit a whole host of diseases and we have lions and bears and... So, you have parasites and apex predators on your planet, I asked. Yeah, the human agreed, and our bodies are just full of bacteria to help us function and we have latent stuff in our bloodstreams. An immune system? Is that what you're trying to describe? Uh, yes? I sighed, suddenly a lot less angry and just sorry for the poor fool. Listen. I glanced at his name on the file for the first time. Michael Jenkins. I'm sure you're proud of your race, but sentient life has a very strict criteria and civilizations many more so. You have to have a planet that's difficult to live in to get anywhere. But Earth is a... I cut him off. In a glass garden world that, uh, given how your race treated it, should be under protective custody. So, uh, we're normal, he asked. I nodded again and slid another document across the table for him to sign. I mean, like you said, humans have fought a lot of wars. Once again, the human lit up. I knew I shouldn't have said anything. So you're saying that I should join the army, he asked me excitedly. Do you have any prior military training? No. So what makes you think that you'd be accepted? Humans are good at fighting? I pray to the Grey Crow to throw either brains or rocks at these humans as long as they hit their mark. Human soldiers are good at fighting. Have you considered getting a writer's grant? You clearly have an overactive imagination. The human took my suggestion and ended up taking a digital copy of the grant application. I bid him good day and requested he take his unnauseating pizza with him. I sighed with relief when he walked out my office. My internal secretary called forth the next applicant. Another human walked in, two bumps on the chest and hair dyed blue. She cautiously stepped forward and remained quiet as she gently sat down in seat when offered. Hopefully, she would be a bit more courteous. Now, Miss, um, uh, Amanda, you're applying for travel visa, is that correct, uh, She nodded, and I crooked my head. "'Are you all right to speak?' I asked. It was the faintest whisper, and she leaned in and said, "'I don't want to hurt you with my voice,' she said. "'What?' I asked her to elaborate, which, uh, to the detriment of my brain style, she said, uh, "'I know aliens can be fragile, and I didn't want to speak too loudly. I've heard that we can shout you guys apart, and I don't want to do that. "'Head, meet desk.' End of story. And that, my friends, is the end of the video. I hope that you enjoyed. If you wish to support the author, check the links down below for the original link. But if you wish to support this channel, there are numerous ways listed down below. But the easiest would be to share this with as many people as possible to help the channel grow. And I will see you all in the next video. And until then, I hope you all have a good one. Cheers.